Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome back. I hope everybody enjoyed last week's episode. Pretty quiet of a week for astrology. Things are moving and grooving because tomorrow we have our lunar eclipse, full moon. So for those that followed the astrology section before we dove into herbs, you can kind of know that full moons are the closing of a chapter. So I hope tomorrow night you guys are just ready to release, let go, and walk into the abundance of whatever is coming your way. If it feels uncomfortable, if it feels like you're not ready to let go, trust. Just trust that everything is in your best interest and you cannot screw it up. And if you let it go, better is coming. And the Christian side of me in this type of aspect kind of really thinks of the picture of Jesus holding the larger teddy bear behind his back and the little girl holding the small teddy bear in front of, in front of him saying, I don't want to let it go. And he goes, trust me. And he has something bigger behind his back for you. So same thing with a lunar eclipse and with a full moon closing of chapters. Just trust, let go. We're not going more into astrology this week. We're actually going to dive into herbs for the gut and digestive system. Biggest thing is, is everything is in our gut. That is like a controlled system. Just like when we talked about hormones and we discussed that the thyroid is the main hormone of like the central area for everything. Same thing with the gut. The gut tells all. And like I do with every show notes, I go ahead and I put the resources in here. These ones are not coming from a pet PubMed. PubMed didn't have a lot of detail behind what I was looking for. So I actually found doctors, uh, medical advisors, and researchers that posted blogs. Through these blogs and these sites that I went through and dove deep into, they also referenced their resources at the end of each one of the articles. So that's also really great. So once I go through these, if you want to go back in to the show notes, read through them, kind of look through what they had to say, and then follow up with the research per their resources, go for it. Like I said, I always put it in the show notes. I am a huge supporter on gut health. I tell all of my clients, if you do not feel internally good, your external results will follow. So I always focus on internal results first before external results. So if clients are like, I'm just not losing weight, I tell them I don't care. Throw away the scale. I don't care. I want it like I am more concerned as a health coach of what is going on internally in your body. What is your gut telling me? What is your digestive telling me? What are the foods that you're absorbing telling me? How are you feeling? How are you sleeping? I care more about your internal health. Because that's going to create external results. And the more consistent my clients are with their internal health, they start to see external results and feel amazing because of it. And that's where you reap what you sell. So I wanted to do this type of herb supplementation for gut health 
because that's going to be really huge. A lot of times we don't realize what we put inside of our body or the type of chemicals that we're ingesting because of preservatives. It's really taking a toll on what we're doing. So this could be anybody with like IBS, GERD, acid reflux, stomach ulcers, chronic bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel syndrome, hemorrhoids, celiac disease. There's so many things out there that disrupt the gut. There's so many things and each part plays a huge role. So you want to make sure that you know if you're having good bacteria, bad bacteria, you want to make sure you're having the right amount of fiber. Fun fact is that when somebody says, oh, are you taking a prebiotic? Prebiotic is really fiber. And a lot of people don't understand that. It's just a good bacteria for fiber. <laughs> Probiotic is the good bacteria that holds inside of your intestinal flora. So that's a little different. However, not everybody needs a probiotic and not everybody needs a prebiotic. Not everybody needs a digestive enzyme. It really has to play into how your body absorbs nutrients, how you feel when you're eating, how things are coming out. Things, Everything plays a role. And that's why if you have a health coach and they're not asking all of the right questions or they're not getting into the nitty gritty details of exactly what is going on with you thoroughly, I'm just going to tell you right now that's a red flag. That's a huge red flag. I don't mean to dump on anybody's business. However, if they're not holding those strict details of what is going on internally, they are doing you a disservice of helping you to your fullest potential of getting healthy. And yeah, healthy to you may be all like, I want to lose X amount of inches or I want to have X amount of pounds off of me. The only way you get those results is by making sure you're doing the internal work because internal work creates external results. So I want to kind of just talk a little bit more about the herbs and dive into those. I'm pulling from two different sections. So the first section obviously talks about probiotics. Make sure when you're working with a professional what supplementation they're truly advising you on with these type of probiotics, how many billions they're recommending, everything of that nature. It's just one of those things where I want people to feel safe and knowledgeable. And if you're working with somebody who is not educating and helping, that can be very hard. A lot of times with these probiotic areas, sometimes probiotics are going to have different herbs inside of them. And a lot of them we've already talked about in our past infertility, PCOS, and depression episodes with cinnamon and ginseng and licorice. Just because they work in one area of the body, they also work in another area of the body because it helps with the bacteria that supports the immune system. There's other herbs as well that really helps. Uh, slippery elm, it's going to be great for digestion. That also, fun fact, is really amazing for pregnant women who may experience some morning sickness, acid reflux, heartburn. Slippery elm is going to be a really great herb for that as well. So two birds, one stone, so to say. Here's one I wasn't really aware of, nor did I know much about. It's called Trifala. Apparently, it's really great for leaky gut. It's an Indian gooseberry, which is awesome. 
not surprised at all, but it helps heal the epithelial lining in the gut. So when people talk about leaky gut, they kind of say it's like a hoax, but it's not. So what happens is like, if you're not eating the right amount of foods for you, or you're lacking some type of micronutrient, you can have the inside lining of your digestive tract or gastrointestine, like start breaking down. And that causes what's called leaky gut because then the acid is leaking. So trifolic comes through and it heals the epithelial lining. Also, another fun fact, a lot of this comes from collagen. Collagen can help heal that as well. And bone broth. So just fun fact, I believe in the website Healthy Lifestyles for Fun under the blog section, I have a few blogs with the collagen and bone broth that discuss how it heals the lining of your gut. So besides this herb, please look into that as well. Those are very intestinally healing. One that we went over before that also helps with like stomach discomfort as well as bad gut bacteria is the licorice root. I knew that the licorice root was great for digestion. I just didn't know how it exactly helped digestion and it's a protective cover for the membrane lining and it decreases inflammation. So when I read that, I was like, oh, even better. Again, we went over slippery elm, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that one as well. But also to going into more of like fighting bacteria, antibiotics, and looking into all of that type of areas is you want to, again, a squawking parrot over here, you want to make sure you're exercising, eating the right nutrition, getting enough sleep, proper hydration, managing stress. Stress is going to be huge. There are studies out there that I am not linking because I don't have them pulled up. However, IBS is linked to high stress. So if somebody's ever diagnosed you with IBS or you have IBS, it's from high stress, which then can lead to ulcers. So please, if somebody has given you a little bit of hint of like, hey, I may have IBS, start looking into self-care methods. The second article that I read with gut issues and treatments herbally for them is coming from a doctor named Dr. John Freeman. He did his research. The sources are linked at the bottom of his article. And his article is a lot of fun to read. I really, well done, John Freeman. Well done. This was a very great blog article. A lot of essential oil extracts don't get the benefits they deserve. Now, please keep in mind that some of these are very potent and can have bad interactions depending on your body. I have a few clients that tried essential oils different ways and it does not work for them. So just because it may work for one person doesn't mean it works for everybody. I want to put that discussion out there because if you find out, oh, I've heard of that, I'll start using it, and you get a reaction or your skin doesn't, it starts tingling, rash, swelling, whatever, advisory, stop using it. Don't think that it's working. Or actually, again, squawking parrot, Check with your medical advisor before doing something. You could be doing something medically that you're not able to have a certain essential oil extract on your skin. 
So please check in with your medical provider, naturopath, whatever, before you do any of this. I will forever say that in every single one of this episode because I don't feel like it's enhanced enough and I don't want people to hear me speak and say, well, now I'm going to go try it and then totally ruin their health when I don't know anything about your health. So diving into his study, the first one that he talks about is red thyme oil. And this is has a lot of antimicrobial properties that help with like bacteria control. So it doesn't create an overgrowth, especially it neutralizes it in the stomach. This can also be found in like something like oregano oil. And I'm a huge person on oregano oil. In fact, my partner takes oregano oil capsules for his health. I used to do it pre-pregnancy and I will continue them post-pregnancy. Oregano oil is such a great immune support. The red thyme oil also helps with hair loss as well. Just a little side note on that one, however, but it is a great bacterial control of overgrowth for the intestine. Moving into oregano oil, some people, and this is more of a personal friendship thing that I've really reached out and heard more of, is candida overgrowth. That is huge in a lot of people that I talk to, whether they're getting off of bodybuilding stages, uh, whether they're done doing a extreme diet protocol. A lot of time candida overgrowth can happen. Oregano oil is so beneficial to control that. It really helps with gut healing. It helps with restoration. It's going to really coat the gut lining to make sure everything is building. Like I said, it's one of those immune properties. And in two weeks, we're going to talk about herbs for immune systems. And you're going to hear a lot of the ones that I'm already discussing are going to be repeat offenders because what helps in the gut is going to be a main system for your immune system. So a lot of repeat offenders. Everybody knows peppermint oil. If you don't know peppermint oil, whew, peppermint is my number one go-to. And I'm just going to like put this out here as well as when being pregnant, peppermint has come in clutch, whether it be with heartburn, morning sickness, acid reflux. Peppermint is so beautiful. I absolutely love it. It helps with muscle spasm, irritable bowel syndrome, cramping, bloating, Oof, there's so many things that peppermint is amazing with. And this can come in different things. So this can come with like essential oils where you're just like diffusing it into a diffuser. This can be where you're rubbing it on the bottom of the soles of your feet, the inner linings of your wrists, behind the ear lobes, or internally taking it. I'm not a big fan of taking internal essential oils. That's just my preference. There are some companies out there like I believe doTERRA does just stay like you can ingest their essential oils. I'm just not a big fan of it. I think it's really too potent. If you're going to do it, please make sure that you water it down with something, whether it be like putting it in your water, uh, mixing it with some type of maybe like soup, jello, I don't know, something I would just highly recommend to mix it. That would be my biggest thing. But peppermint oil is one of those natural remedies that go through in multiple areas of your stomach and digestive tract, help coat it, heal it, and just mend it. 
Next up is sage leaf. Sage leaf has a really fun scientific name, Salvia officinalis. I hope I pronounced that right. You guys know me by now. My pronunciation is always up to par. <laughs> and it is a Mediterranean herb. I'm very, I have not used sage leaf per the way it talks about in this blog. It does seem amazing and I will absolutely be looking into it. But a lot of people who have indigestion problems or SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, that is going to be very beneficial for the sage leaf. Dr. John Freeman doesn't really go into like how it works like the peer reviews do. And I didn't go into his true sources and dive deeper into it. I just kind of skimmed his research. From what he says, like the sage helps to control blood sugars. It has really great antioxidant defense properties. Its powers help lower cholesterol levels. He does talk about some of the properties inside it, like the camphor, the carnosinic acid, and the phenolic acid. Those are like those main properties of like antioxidants, um, stimulants, as well as anti-inflammatory properties. So he touches a little bit based on how the sage leaf comes through and pretty much blocks certain receptors, acts as an anti-inflammatory, or just pretty much coats and restores damaged areas. Next up, he goes into lemon balm leaf. I've heard a little bit about lemon balm leaf. A few clients that I talked with, they've used it in the past. Per their medical and background history, it was great for them. Other clients wouldn't have done anything for them. So again, this is one of those things where I constantly tell you, make sure you're consulting with a naturopath or medical provider so that way they can help know what's going to work and what's not going to work because one size don't fit all. So the properties inside of the lemon balm leaf is are the tannins, terpenes, and ugalanons. Probably didn't pronounce any of those right. But pretty much what it does is it, it acts as an antiviral and it also helps with like a relaxing effect and muscle spasm. It kills bacteria, it calms the nervous system. So it's pretty much a very smooth, calming, anti-inflammatory effect. It's going to be super important for your gastrointestinal area or your gut healing because if something feels bloated or something feels out of control, not digesting right, the lemon ball the lemon balm can create a relief. However, again, not for everybody. Burbine family is gonna be huge. We've talked a few times on the Burbine family in different areas, but a lot of plants that are in this are like barberry, golden seal, golden thread, philodendron, things of that nature. They just help with bacterial overgrowth and it kills off the bad bacteria, balances blood sugars, help with like water swelling, edema, bloating, high blood pressure, things of that nature. Even if you have like something that ends up having like canker sores or other things of that nature, it also comes through and helps as well. We've talked about these through PCOS and infertility. That I know for sure the Burbine family is super big on that. So two birds, one stone, so to say. Other herbs that are going to help is going to be the coptis root and rhizome extract. I believe the rhizome extract we talked with males and infertility. However, this is going to be another great one for promoting healthy digestive and microbial environments for your gastrointestinal. It also has 
properties that help with anti-inflammatory. So again, one of those things with like vomiting, irritable bowel syndrome, bloating, stuff of that nature that makes you feel super uncomfortable. These are coming through and really creating a nice gut flora for you. Other times they can be used for like toothaches and diabetes and eczema and jaundice. It's just not my, something I'm going into because I'm focusing on gut health. But the article does talk about it if you wanted to read more on it. The other one from Burbine family is going to be the barberry. Barberry we went in through with, I believe, depression. I believe it was. And this one also acts as an antibacterial activity for microorganisms. So the article goes into kind of explaining like how the pathogens and how it repairs the gastrointestinal tract with it and infections and things of that nature. It also can talk about the other side effects that it helps with like lowering cholesterol, benefiting your heart, uh, helping lower blood sugar, helping fighting cancers, things of that nature. So where one herb does one thing, it can have multiple benefits, which we talked about before. Chinese skullcap root, I believe we discussed in last week's infertility section. However, I am just going to kind of discuss it here as well, because it does have like that mint family property that helps with oxidative stress. So it even goes into huge studies of, a, of showing how it helps microorganisms in your stomach with like UTIs, staph, salmonella, E. coli, pylori, things of that nature. So even if you're feeling sick, this is one of those herbs that comes through and really helps with oxidative stress. Ginger. Ginger is huge. Ginger is going to be one of those repeat offenders again, I know for a fact, because when we do immunity in a few weeks, ginger is most likely going to come back up just because ginger is such a potent medicinal herb for so many things. It has anti-inflammatory responses. It has anti-nausea responses. Ginger is such a beneficial herb. And also for those with ulcers, it's great for ulcers. For those who are pregnant, morning sickness, nausea, indigestion, ginger is amazing for that. Another Chinese herb that he goes over is called rhubarb root and rhizome. Rhizome we covered, but the rhubarb root is one that can restore your gut microbiotic balance and it can restore the flora, can restore the shifts that happen. It helps build the immune system and the intestinal tract. The rhubarb is going to be very potent for antibacterial. It's super amazing for digestive issues such as like constipation, diarrhea, heartburn, stomach pain, even GI bleeding as well. It can remove oxygen-free radicals and reduce inflammation. So again, one of those nice herbs that really help go through everything. Lastly, the one that he goes over is dill. Dill I've never really done a whole lot with until I read and I was like, wow, I can understand why it's such a great herb for like cooking and having recipes in. It is amazing for treating digestive issues liver problems, urinary tract infections, just so many different areas that it's going to strengthen the bone health. It's going to prevent infections, treat insomnia, boost immunity, inflammation. Gosh, man, dill, I guess we're sleeping on or I was sleeping on because when I read Dr. John Freeman's blog, I did not realize how dill affected and balanced 
all of these areas of the GI health as well as your body. So if you are a big person on a Mediterranean style or just love the flavor of dill, start adding it. It is amazing, amazing for antacids. It's amazing for indigestion, ulcers, gastritis. It's perfect for your gut and healing. So wrapping up today, those are the main gut herbs. I'm going to go ahead and link all of that into the show notes so that way you can read it. I really love Dr. John Freeman's blog. He did a great, outstanding job of breaking down every single one of the herbs and how they work. Next week, we're going to focus on cognitive herbs, what help with brain system, memory, things of that nature. Thank you guys so much for being so supportive in my journey. I want you guys to know that I am pre-recording these episodes and post-dating them out just because I want you guys to have an episode on your Friday mornings and I am not behind because we know Riley's coming at any time, man. She Her appearance is coming either very soon. She'll make an appearance on her due date or she'll be a little after. And I do not need to get behind in these episodes. I want to be there to educate, to be make you guys aware of what's going on. And for every Friday morning, you look forward to listening and joining in. Send me your guys' feedback, even if it's after the date I posted it. It's okay. Send your feedback. Send your questions. Give me all of the feedback. I love you guys. You guys are the best supporters, and I'm so happy you guys always support me. Have a really awesome week, and remember, stay safe in the lunar eclipse. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.